Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's Director of Personnel. We're glad you're with us for this special episode of Ask Anything, and with us today is one of our own and her spouse. Now, this is a first on Ask Anything, and she's already laughing. I'm not going to lie. With us today is Katie Ryan, who's one of our recruiters here at Mosher Consulting, and her spouse, Jeremy Jarvis. You might be asking, why are we talking to your recruiter and her husband? Well, today's episode is special because we're highlighting Veterans Day. And beyond that, we're going to be talking a little bit about employee resource groups or ERGs and how Jeremy plays a key role in it, on his organization's ERG for veterans. Katie Ryan is a recruiter for Mosher Consulting with a bachelor's degree in psychology, and she is currently working towards her master's degree in strategic leadership from the University of Indianapolis. Katie is also a captain in the Indiana Army National Guard with over eight years of service, including a combat deployment to Afghanistan in 2019 and 2020. Jeremy Jarvis is a senior engagement manager at a global cloud software company and has over six years of experience in the software space. Additionally, Jeremy is an Army military intelligence officer and captain in the Army Reserve with an overseas combat deployment as well in 2019 and 2020. At his company, Jeremy has served as a leader in the Military and Veterans Employee Belonging Council since 2020, advancing and promoting the military, veteran, military spouse, and military supporter community. Katie, Jeremy, welcome to Ask Anything. Like I said, this is the first for our show, having a husband and wife on an episode of Ask but as a double first, we have you guys to talk about veterans and ERGs and how they benefit in the workplace. So how are you guys? Doing good. It's good to be here. This is my first podcast ever, so feel honored to do it with uh, with Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, thanks for having me as your guest. Uh, it's an honor. Um, happy to be here. Well, first of all, we really appreciate you guys for joining us, and obviously, thanks. Thank you for your service uh, to our great nation and for everything that you guys have done, especially in your combat deployments. We know firsthand how hard that can be for for folks especially when you guys are a couple so thank you again for joining us we really appreciate it so i mentioned in the opening what we were going to be focusing on and that is employee resource groups or ergs for either one of you could you describe for us what an erg is jeremy can can take that one since he's kind of the the expert an erg is just a, a community or a collective for employees in the workplace who have shared characteristics or life experiences so they can kind of have that, that safe space to be themselves and share with others, you know, who have something in common through, in their life and in, in the workplace. And obviously ERGs, as the name tells, employee resource groups, they represent something. So in, in your case, Jeremy, you are part of a veterans community ERG at your place of employment, correct? Yeah, that's right. So I'm, I'm a leader in our military and veterans group. But outside of that, we have 13 additional ERGs. They cover everything from pride, women at our workplace, all kinds of different groups. And it's made up of people who might fit into that, you know, common characteristic, whatever the, the ERG is named for. But really, it, it also entails supporters, people who might have a spouse or significant other that fits that characteristic, allies to the group, um, really anything. So in the military and veterans group, I mean, we have people who are actively serving like Katie and I. We have veterans who served recently or many, many, many years ago. And then we have spouses, parents, significant others, um, and then people who just want to support the military community. And, and that goes for the ERGs across the board. And the support you mentioned, I think it's key because obviously 
when these groups are formed, not everybody, as you mentioned, is necessarily a part of that group. So in this case, in your group, the veterans, military and veteran supporters, not everybody's a, a, is a military personnel. They're not in the reserve or maybe they weren't part of any of the branches. So that support is key. It's really interesting. You know, for me, it's one of my favorites when people come to the group and they say, I'm not affiliated. You know, I just want to be here to support because, you know, I'm, I'm there because I did choose to serve and that's not right for everyone. But I really appreciate people that want to be supportive of the group and, and come forward and uh, kind of put themselves out there and, and join a group that maybe they're not as familiar with. So how did you end up getting involved in an ERG? Because you kind of alluded to right now, but how did you end up getting involved? Yeah, so the ERG, the military veterans ERG of my company existed when I was hired and I joined it, uh, you know, and there's like a Slack group. And, you know, for the most part, I saw it as there were a lot of people in the group, you know, they'd share memes and stuff about the military, um, people who were actively serving or had a loved one who was would share updates about their career and things like that. And so I was just kind of a passive member at that point. And then you mentioned how Katie had deployed in 2019, 2020. I did as well. Kind of a unique situation. Um, we were dating at the time. He deployed three or four months before I did uh, to opposite sides of the Middle East theater. So a really trying time. And she left before I did. And so it was really interesting. It was like the first time I had to put on my military spouse hat and, and kind of think uh, about myself, like think, think through that lens. Because before, you know, we're always kind of commiserating. We met through the military. And so being able to kind of change scope and when I really felt like I was all in Christmas of 2019, Katie's in Afghanistan, and I was trying to think of a way to make a Christmas special for her. I can't be there in an austere environment in Afghanistan. There's not a ton of Christmas joy right. uh, to go around. So I put a note out into our Slack channel, which was a few hundred people, and said, hey, here's me and my wife last Christmas, or excuse me, she was my girlfriend at the time, uh, last Christmas, and um, she's in Afghanistan right now, and I really want to make her Christmas special. So here's her address on at the base she's at, and if you can send Christmas cards or, or anything that, you know, feels right to you. And the, the, I was asked the question, well, what is she like? And I said, she runs exclusively on Oreos and coffee. Um, so if you can send her those two things. Yes. Um, you know, she'll, she'll be set to go. And the, the, the support was awesome. I know Katie was like stacked up with Oreos for the whole year. I literally, um, I went to our, our mail room and they're like, you have like three packages. And I was like, what? Like, usually, you know, when you're getting something and I opened it up and it's literally just boxes of Oreos. Like, I so, so many Oreos. And by the way, I did not share any of those. <laughs> those yes, you should have. You, you should have done that. <laughs> And so from that point, I mean, it was something that, you know, I could send her a bunch of Oreos, but it's it's not a specialist when it comes from someone who's really just doing it, right. you know, out of the kindness of their heart. And in the people that responded and said, hey, I sent a package, hey, I'm sending this, hey, I'm sending that. I didn't know any of them. And so it was just like from that moment, I was like, this community matters. ERGs are important. I want to get involved. But with an asterisk, I was getting ready to deploy. So. When I got back, I put two feet in and, I'm, and I you know, asked how I could get involved as a leader and help progress the ERG. So that was a long answer, but it's uh, uh, kind no, of No, but a it's a great story. story. It's a great story. And by the way, this episode is not sponsored by Oreos, but if you'd like it to be, give us a call. 
Um, <laughs> actually, I, I think that'd be a great name for a podcast: Oreos and Coffee. I'm not, <laughs> not coffee and Oreos. I don't coffee know. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a really cool story to highlight. Why did you get involved? Because I think the first thing that people probably thought is, "Oh, he got involved because he was a he was a veteran. He was already in the military, so of course that's why he's going to get involved." But it really highlights just how important that support is that I'm sitting right next to somebody who is a huge supporter of the military in Brian. And I don't want to, I don't want to throw him under the bus here or anything, but he's done some amazing things for a group of veterans here locally in Indiana that I'll let him speak to it. But that's the kind of support that I'm trying to highlight the things that you mentioned right now in your story and what Brian is about to say. Yeah, my family has a very I personally do not have the honor of being a veteran. I did not serve. My dad's a Vietnam veteran. My grandfather is a World War II veteran. Uh, I have a great great grandfather that was a World War One veteran. I have like we've traced our family roots through uh, the Spanish American War. I have my great great grandfather, great great uncle's uh, discharge papers. I've got his uh, regimental photo uh, that we restored last year with the help of one that was in a family closet. Uh, but the Indiana War Memorial Foundation had one that was damaged in the exact opposite side that ours was damaged on. Uh, so I was able to Photoshop the two together. And now in their collections, they have a composite of that regimental photo that has all of the names uh, kind of restored. I have one hanging in my basement. My dad traced our family back through. Uh, we had a, a Tanner, distant ancestor, who served in the Revolutionary War. My dad was inducted into the Indiana Military Veterans Hall of Fame last year for the work that he's done with veterans in Southeastern Indiana. And he runs the Southeastern Indiana Military Veterans Museum in Rising Sun, Indiana. It's his personal collection that he has put together over the years. I've done a bunch of videos for him to promote it, video tour for visitors. You can go and scan QR codes for a video on YouTube of him explaining like the uniform displays, the metal displays, various memorabilia that he has collected over the years with his work with his fellow veterans. He's put together, like all, all this work that I'm talking about is not mine. I've helped document it, but it's the work my dad has done since he got home from Vietnam and just helping other veterans make sure that they tell their stories. It's one of his biggest passions in his life is making sure veterans know that they are valued, they are respected, and that their stories are worth sharing. So I just, I've just helped him do that. And it's been my absolute pleasure and honor to do it. And plus he's my dad. So. <laughs> that's Fair awesome. Enough. I didn't know. Uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the type of thing that when we think about ERGs and the support, I mean, that, you know, your example, Jeremy and, and Brian, that's, that's key. So how has your work within the ERG and DEI in general have made an impact for you professionally? For me, I mean, you know, obviously having that community at work that you know you can rely on is, is super important to me, especially as someone who continues to serve. Having that support system is really great. Obviously, the support they had for Katie meant a lot to me. Um, and then when I myself deployed to the Middle East, you know, that's tough, taking time away from work and leaving the team to kind of pick up your projects and carry the work forward here. And the support that I felt from my team, from my manager throughout the organization within and inside and outside of the ERG was just phenomenal. So having that kind of support really just around the deployment experience for Katie and I, it, it just 
I already loved working for the company and it really just solidified, you know, how I felt about the company, the culture, and, you know, how I was just kind of all in, um, you know, as on that team. And then it's, it's provided a really cool opportunity for um, networking within the organization because we have this shared community for military and veterans, but I would say just a handful of people who are in the teams that I work on are in that ERG. So it's made up of people in completely different work areas that during our events, I get to, to meet people. I get connected with people through the group that I otherwise in an 18,000 employee company would not have, you know, ever come across. So the networking opportunities and just the ability to meet new people and um, kind of always have, you know, someone that you can reach out to. Whenever I'm trying to figure something out, I'm like, oh, this is in this org all the way on the other side of the company. You know, I don't really collaborate too much with that area. I always go to the Slack on military and veterans and search for that org and see who I can find that's in the military and veterans group. And then I'll hit them up and say, hey, I got a question for this, you know, thing that's very far away from my work. And they're always helpful. And it's, it's really cool to just have that, that space. I mean, personally for me, this is the first organization I've worked in that had ERGs. I can't see myself working in a company that, that didn't have them. I think that if I were interviewing somewhere, you know, this would be pretty high on my list of what's this like at your organization? Cause I think it, it just speaks to, you know, a company's culture, how much they care about D and I and things like that. Another way that it has really been impactful in our organization. And I, I think this might be unique to the military and veterans, um, but I'm sure there are other examples. Our leadership team has, taken input from our community and helped shape policy in our company surrounding military and veterans. So like our military leave policy has been amended a few times just by our guidance and direction. Because we found that our leadership group, they want to support us. Our company wants to support military and veterans, but a lot of times they don't know how. And so we were kind of the face to say, hey, here's how you could support us, you know, by amending these policies, updating our military leave policy, just simple stuff. It's not, you know, anything crazy. Like we have a flexible time off policy. At one point when I was going to be gone for any military training a day or two, I would have to put it as PTO. So at the end of the year, it would look like I took a lot more PTO than I did or mm -hmm. in a quarter or whatever period you look at. And so we pushed to have basically an additional field added to just as military time off. And so I can log that separately. So it's, it's not like, oh, didn't you take a week of time off last month? No, that was military time off. That was the opposite of vacation and, you know, that kind of thing. So just little stuff like that and, you, and, you know, bigger stuff for just making sure pe people are taken care of if they do have to deploy, that their families are supported, things like that. So that's been a really rewarding piece of my work in the ERG is to be able to drive policy that not only supports my service, but others as well. Yeah, and I do want to highlight that Jeremy actually helped us a little bit here internally at Mosher by talking to us about ERGs, and we're beginning the process of beginning some of those, and Katie is a huge part of that undertaking right now. So it's it's been great to hear from Jeremy. Obviously, we heard a little bit more that what we're sharing here today, but it's been very refreshing to hear the stories of how internally within his organization, how things have moved forward and progressed in a way to not just highlight the groups. Obviously, he's part of the military and veterans groups, but there's, like he mentioned, there's uh, several other groups uh, within his company. So, but to 
make progress in the talks about each of those individual groups as well. So I just wanted to mention that and kind of thank Jeremy again for his help providing a great presentation to our internal DEI committee, if you will, and now that we're starting that off. So Katie, do you want to say something to that effect? Yeah, yeah, no, it's been great having Jeremy's perspective of someone who joined the organization with these already in place. And then, you know, my experience here at Mosier, where we're still very much in the beginning stages of trying to, you know, establish these ERGs. But yeah, it's it's been helpful to have him kind of soundboard ideas off of. And, you know, we're a little bit of a smaller organization, so maybe, you know, what what groups could um, have the most impact and be relevant for us here at Mosier. Yeah, just hearing how, like, you know, he's gotten it so involved. He, he's done, like, golf tournaments, and they do, like, wreaths across America where each year around Christmas time they'll go put wreaths on veterans' grave sites. And just seeing how impactful that has been for him has kind of added, you know, motivation for me to want to, you know, input that into, you know, Mosier and, and uh, see how we can you know, grow as an organization in DE&I terms and, you know, not just saying that we, um, you know, support diversity, but really going through and, and making sure all employees feel included. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's just been really rewarding and definitely motivating. Excited to, to continue that process here. We do reads across America uh, every year at Christmas, too. It's a great group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been something really nice for us our organization because we're spread all across the country, all across the world. So there's so many different areas to volunteer. I know at our offices, our military and veterans chapters will do like Habitat for Humanity builds or they'll like go volunteer at a shelter or something like that. But for the rest of us that are not dispersed near an office, it's nice to have those other opportunities. Um, so there's something for everyone, which is really great. Yeah, my dad actually volunteers as a mentor at Veterans Court, another thing that he does. And then uh, once a year, sometimes twice a year, depending on how they can get it scheduled, he organizes trips from southeastern Indiana to Washington, D.C. for veterans, their family members and spouses. And I mean, it's, it's covered through donations and fundraising that they do. Veterans that go don't pay a dime. They go see, you know, uh, at this point, there aren't a lot of World War II veterans who are still around and mobile enough. Uh, to be able to make a trip like that, but um, he's still getting some of the uh, the Korean War veterans who served right after World War II, a lot of Vietnam veterans, and now he's getting into Operation Desert Storm and other veterans to get to go and see, you know, the the memorials in Washington D.C. to their branches of service or uh, or the, the wars that they uh, took part in. Yeah, it's, is that the honor flights? Is that what that's he called? Started, he started with honor flights, but that is a day, and you're flying, you fly out. Um, he actually. Uh, works with a uh, tour group out of Cincinnati and they get the uh, they get the buses and they uh, oh, they arrange cool. hotels, they arrange hotels meals everything so it's it's a two it's usually a long weekend or at least a two-day trip as opposed to in and out because uh, he he did that a couple of times with World War II veterans when honor flights were starting up but he just felt that they didn't get enough time he felt it was rushed and he wanted his guys to be able to to see as much as they could and to not feel rushed and take the time that they wanted at Arlington he's had hundreds of people present wreaths at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And actually last year we went with them and my, myself, my son, my daughter, and my mom presented a wreath and he arranged that. It would have been my grandfather's 99th birthday, uh, who was a World War II veteran. So we presented a wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier uh, in honor of my grandfather. 
And then my, my dad did it with my nieces and nephews and sister uh, the year before that when they were out there. He's a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. And I wanted to highlight something that you mentioned, uh, Katie and Jeremy, both of you, that in your organization's case, Jeremy, you guys have spread all across the U.S. and the globe. So it's not like you guys are in the same building together, right, all the time and talking about these groups. So what can you tell us about that, how that dynamic is? So we have some major offices throughout the United States, East Coast, West Coast. We're headquartered out of the Bay Area and California. Um, so it, it's really interesting for me because we don't have an office here, so I don't have um, like those teammates um, it, within the ERG that are close by. Um, I definitely get some uh, FOMO when it comes to like uh, when when an office military and veterans chapter is uh, doing like a Habitat for Humanity build or doing some type of like we call them cantinas, which is just kind of like a happy hour event for people to kind of um, hang out and those types of things. I definitely feel like I'm missing out. Um, the other kind of weird thing is I work with these people, you know, a couple times a week. We talk on Zoom all the time, but I, I would say the majority of them I haven't met. Um, so that's, it, it's interesting. Um, but uh, through Zoom and through some other collaboration tools, it, you know, it's kind of the, the world we live in in our software company. So we're kind of used to it, but lots of Zoom meetings, lots of Slack, but definitely, definitely difficult to kind of collaborate as a leadership team. As for our members, it's it's more of the same. People are spread out all over the place. So the most difficult challenge we have is finding community engagement opportunities for our remote chapter people, people who aren't associated with an office. Reese Across America is a great one because you can do it from wherever you are. We're, we're really trying to focus on that because the one thing our ERG continually wants more of is opportunities to engage in you know, acts of service for the community, which I think is just kind of, I think a lot of our ERGs are that way, um, but I think it's definitely so for the, the military and veterans ERG, given that it's kind of founded on service. So finding those opportunities in the community is difficult, but um, we find them and, and you know get people signed up. and feels like a collective thing when I know on December 17th, I'm placing a wreath with my wife for the Workday Military and Veterans Wreath Across America. But, you know, across the, the country, someone else is doing the same thing and we're doing it kind of together but separate. It's pretty cool. So to end, what advice could you give to those who might be out there on the fence about starting an ERG? Um, I, I think... If you don't have them in your organization and you're wanting to have them, that's great. I think all organizations should. I don't think size of organization matters. I don't think size of the groups matter. I think if there are a collective desire to create these groups, you know, based on people's shared, you know, characteristics or life experiences, I think just doing it, you know, having the desire is great and, and just, but getting started is the hardest part, but really just starting somewhere, you know, getting a leadership team define like you need someone who is going to take it and run with it and start making it happen. And then finding what the community wants, what the community might need. And the, by the community, I mean your organization to be able to start creating those ERGs. I think what, one thing that's kind of interesting and it makes it unique is there's ERGs and then there's like clubs and they're very different. You know, if you have a, a lot of people in your organization who like chess, that's great. They can have a chess club but it's not an ERG because an ERG is really about uh, diversity and shared or unique experiences that people have. So really just 
defining those groups and, and getting started. There's such a great community out there for ERG collaboration. And so the best way to get started is to get started, I guess, is, is my unofficial answer. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'd like to thank both Katie and Jeremy for joining us today. We really appreciate you guys' time. Thank you very much for your service. And thank you once again for joining us on Ask Anything. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thanks, Anhel. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening in to this week's edition of Ask Anything presented by Mojo Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening to Katie Ryan and Jeremy Jarvis talk to us about veteran employee resource groups. Join us next time when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. Remember to send us your ideas or topics via social media feed. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long, everybody. Go. Oh.